This is HPR episode 2418 entitled, What's in my ham shack, part 2, and is part of the series, HAM Radio, QSK. It is hosted by Mr. X, and is about 24 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, a description of what's in my amateur radio shack. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. This is part two of What's in My Ham Shack. Sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome, Hacker Public Radio audience. My name is Mr. X and welcome to this podcast. As usual, I'd like to start by thanking the people at HPR for making this service available to us all. It's, um, it's really a wonderful service. It's um, HPR is uh, created by the community for the community. And the people behind HPR have gone to a great deal of effort over the years to try and simplify and streamline the whole process. And it's really quite straightforward, so you must have something interesting you can uh, contribute. Why not just hit the record button on the microphone and, and give something a go away? Eh? In this second part of the podcast, I cover the remaining items in my ham shack. These include a power supply, an ICOM 2725, two SWR meters and a Kenwood TS940S. All will be revealed. Sit back and enjoy. Right, so I've got a power supply here. It's a, it looks like a big giant CB power supply. These ones used to get, they're very common in the UK, the Eurosonic power supplies. But uh, this is a 13, it says 13.8 35 amp Eurosonic power supply. It's got like a big chocolate block on the front and I've never drawn anything like 35 amps from it. Again, this was at a junk sale, uh, and it was a bargain, I couldn't resist it. Uh, I found that it ran a little bit hot when it was, if it was left just idling. Um, I use it very, very rarely these days. Um, so anyway, I put a very small fan on the top of it just to help to circulate the airflow around the thing, and now it runs stone cold. I couldn't believe what a difference a, a small fan, and I, I've actually put a resistor in, in line with the fan so that the rotation speed's very low so you don't don't, don't hear it so um, yeah that's been a good power supply and uh, you know it's because it's a, an old power supply it's not switched mode it uses big, big chunky transformer so it doesn't produce any um, RF uh, noise that um, 
that switchboard power suppliers can uh, obviously produce. So yeah, that's that's my 25 amp power supply, which um, I'm very pleased with. Um, okay, in fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to just going to turn that on because I'm going to need that for. Where's a plug for that? There we go. Just plug that in. Turn it on. Give a fan a wee spin. Close that. It's behind a, a cupboard. It's not a big radio shack I've got. It's quite it's quite small. I remember a, a, a chap I knew we used to visit, and uh, his radio shack was a was basically um, a few shelves in a corner space of their bedroom. Um, I used to sit in the end of the bed sort of thing. But uh, so it can be. Mind you, he had quite a lot of expensive equipment. Having said that. Uh, so, what else have we got? Uh, I've got a, a an ICOM two seven two five dual band FM transceiver. This is analog. Uh, the only digital radios I've got are these are the two handsets I previously mentioned. So the analog radio. This this is a this is a, this is a, a dual band. It's also full duplex. So it's got two volume control uh, two volume controls two channel controls and two squelches if I just turn it on that's it on and on the left hand side of the display uh, it's reading 145 decimal 525 so that's 145 megahertz 525 kilohertz and on the other side on the right hand side it's reading 433 decimal 350 433 megahertz, 350 kilohertz. So that's two meters and seventy cm. Now um, you can go to any frequency you like on, on either side, so they both could be reading the same f frequency. Oh, that's something that's come through, but noise. Um, just turn the squelch up a little bit. That's there's a squelch knob as I mentioned. You can, if you open the squelch, obviously you hear that. Nah, that gets kind of noisy. That's annoying. So obviously you just squelch to, to to stop that. Um. And so the the thing about about that is that you can be you could be for example listening on seventy centimeters uh, and while transmitting on two meters and you can have a full a full duplex conversation like a like a phone call uh, between another amateur and I, I quite like the thought of that although I think I've maybe done it once or something and I've hardly used the radio. Um, it, 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 it's primarily meant for mobile use. It's got a, a big fancy microphone, uh, which has got 16, 20, 25 buttons on the front of the thing. 20, 26 if you include the PTT. Huh. And you, can, you can go up and down the channels, switch from the left-hand side display to the right-hand display, um, turn the power from low, medium and high. It's got quite a high uh, output. I think it might be 50 watts. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know what the different, you know, levels are between high, medium, and low. Um, but yeah, I've hardly, hardly used that radio. So that was maybe, uh, was maybe in the days when I was a bit more interested in amateur radio. I have, uh, along with that, I have uh, an SWR meter. Uh, it's um, just see, it's um. It's a meter. It's a kind of a box, um, a kind of black box, and it's uh, 
four and a half inches by three and a half inches by two and three quarter inches, something like that. And um, yeah, it's um, RevX SWR and power meter W540 covers a frequency range of 140 to 525 megahertz. And so what it what what SWR is, it's, it's a SWR stands for standing wave ratio and it measures the amount of f the ratio between the forward power and the reflected power. Um, you basically got to tune your antenna for the frequency you're operating on and if it's not tuned correctly then you get reflection. Uh, think of it as, I, I mean, I'm no expert in uh, you know, an antennas and um, the theory of antennas is a very complex uh, subject. Uh, but I kind of um, visualise it as uh, the radio waves, there are a certain wavelength, and for example, on two metres, they're, they're two metres long. And uh, when they come off, when they, come, when they go down the coax and get to the antenna, the, the antenna's got to be the right length so that the, the proper full complete wave falls off the antenna. And if it's a little bit short, then it doesn't. It's not the full wave doesn't escape; it just bounces back. And the more it's off by, the the more gets reflected. And you think, well, what does it matter if it reflects? Well, if it reflects, it goes it comes back up the coax and back into the radio and can cause and can cause damage to the radio. And if can uh, you can um, cause the uh, the power transistors on the radio to fail. Um, and they're expensive to repair, so you don't want that to happen. So, um, yeah, you, you want to have your SWR as low as possible. You basically, the, the process of um, of measuring SWR is you, you hold the PTT button down on the radio, you then adjust a knob, which in this case is called calibration, and you adjust it for full-scale deflection as a wee cal uh, legend at the top of the meter here and then you flick it from the cal position to the SWR position and that measures the reflected position um, so that's basically all there is to it um, the, the, on top of that the, the, the meter can also measure power levels uh, it's got various scales, it's got a 4 watt scale, a 20 watt scale and a 200 watt scale so uh, that's the SWR meter. Actually, I've got another SWR meter here. It's a, a Welts. Just noticed. Welts. Wells SWR per meter. An SP220. Yeah, well, why the heck do you need two of the, the, the things? Well, as I said to you, they cover different ranges. This one covers from 140 to 525. That's the VHF and UHF part of the spectrum. Um, this one covers 1.8 to 200 megahertz so that this co covers a lower part of the band the HF part it's very similar to the uh, it almost looks like a clone of the um, one I was just talking about one's black and one's grey um, and this does 20, 200 watts 20 watts and 2 watts uh, yeah, same sort of thing I forgot I had that hmm so SWR meter, uh, Kenwood, right, so my, my HF set is a Kenwood uh, TS940S. Where does I start with this? 
It's um, it's it's quite an old radio now. It's um, I got it second hand. Uh, apparently, it's around about 1986, so roughly 30 years old. The radio, beautiful uh, piece of equipment. It's got lovely uh, weighted controls. A big tuning knob on the front, nice and lovely and easy to spin. It's uh, all the controls are got a nice feel and weight, and they're not. It's not all doesn't all feel all cheap and light. It's uh, which a lot of the modern sets these do these days do. Um, um, but it weighs a ton. It's really, really heavy. Um, the I just I'll just take this off just now. So to give you some idea how how big this Kenwood TS nine forty S is. It's um, hold on a second. Fifteen and a half inches wide by fifteen inches deep by. Five and a half inches high, and um, it's um, it's got this strange flap thing on the top of it. I'll just slide it back. There you go. It's very strange. Um, you've got um, knobs and settings, carrier gain, FM mic gain, sub disp contrast, memory bank one two three four. Call on off display 100 hertz 100 110 hertz 100 hertz scale 1 megahertz scale 100 kilohertz vox controls gain delay anti so yeah basically I guess you set these things up and then you leave them alone I guess that's why they've got a flap in it to stop you fiddling with the thing once you've got it set the way you like it I've never adjusted these things I'll just close that flap on the top it's a bit strange that I mentioned obviously about the quality of the thing and if you remember I was I was talking about uh, jack plugs and the quality of them and how uh, they can be very cheap and poor quality on the on the bow thing oh I've mentioned that again but uh, this has got a very high quality uh, connections and I've got a there's a headphones jack and it's like this I think you get on a guitar amp and you plug it in and you get this I just plug this in really solid snap a solid snap when you take it out again so yeah um, I don't know there's uh, oh let's just count the, the controls and I think 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Oh, there must be 50 controls on, on the front of this thing you know you first look at it um, and uh, you know it just looks like bewildering um, but generally speaking, the, the 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 joy and the beauty of the older sets is that um, one control has one function. Uh, it's all very well having bells and whistles and everything, but uh, to actually operate the radio, uh, you want it simple and easy. It's a bit like um, you know some cars, the, the, the uh, um, German cars and such like have always been. Have been known to be a bit boring and and dull. The simplistic uh, dashboard layout, at least, used to be the case. Um, not cluttered. Uh, where some of the Japanese ones, uh, it was a kind of more cluttered dashboard and and more difficult to more more pernickety. Um, so I, I guess it's, it's, everyone's got their own sort of um, 
to what they like. But um, the best thing about this video is if I just turn this on, I think it must have been pretty amazing in its day. Was there's a button, button in the middle of the video at the bottom called voice, and if you push it, it does this. Seven point one zero five six nine. So that's uh, that said seven point one zero five six nine. If you could make that out, <laughs> obviously pretty uh, abysmal these days. That's a, a voice synthesizer in the radio. So that um, I guess if you were a blind operator, you could you could operate this radio. Um, I've got to push it again. Seven point one zero five six nine. Marvelous. Uh, it's also got um. Uh, where is it now? I can just show you how long since I've used it. Uh, an AT.T, uh, which is an automatic tuning. Um, so it's got a basic antenna tuner. And uh, normally it's a separate unit and you you, you, you twiddle two knobs and a thing to try and get your, your SWR down. So if your antenna's not tuned properly, you can you can cheat by using an antenna tuner to, to bring the, the SWR down. A safe level, but this this radio, uh, you hit this button, and you can hear the motors spinning and turning, and uh, the SWR drops. Now it's not as it's not as versatile as a manual one, but it it copes with with the it it, it copes as long as the SWR isn't too high, basically. And uh, I've just got a simple uh, folded dipole in the loft. I really don't tend to 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 use. Uh, HF these days, but uh, I've got the radio and I, and I wouldn't part with it for the world, you know. I'll just... There's a, the manual that comes with it is uh, is very uh, very dated as well. It's very elaborate. It's, uh, it gives you schematic layouts, band plans. So it's a, it's a headings. You've got headphones and microphone. It gives you all the pinouts for all the sockets and whatnot. You never get this sort of detail on a radio radio these days. Uh, initial setting confirmation. Uh, what else? SSB operation. CW operation. AM operation. FM operation. FSK Ritty operation. Each one of these has got a double page spread. The um the manual's quite big. You know, quite. Uh, you know, it's easy to easy to read. It's um, eight and a half inches by eleven inches, um, so it's quite a decent size um, manual. Dual VFO operation. Just uh, here, see anything of interest? Oh, section for for all the add-ons you can get, none of which I have. I've <laughs> uh, they could make more money by selling you lots and lots of add-ons. Maintenance, maintenance and adjustment. So you've got cleaning, preparation. It tells you to take all the screws out and and clean all the dust inside it. Oh, that's very strange, isn't it? Imagine doing that. The manufacturer telling you how to take the radio apart and clean it. Um, and then there's there's wee there's a wee pot. I never I forgot about that. There's a wee pot on the side of the radio. Uh, what was that for? Uh, carrier balance adjustment. Oh, fancy that. Side tone level, buzzer level, monitor level, S meter adjustment, notch adjustment. So imagine I have to do all this on a regular basis. 
Uh, you just wouldn't do that sort of thing in a modern radio, would you? Semiconductors are easily destroyed if a circuit is shorted. Uh, troubleshooting, troubleshoot her carefully. If a defective resistor or capacitor is to be replaced, use one of the same specification. <laughs> well, this is the user manual, it's incredible. Um, I've looked at this in the past, but uh, yeah. There's a section which I can't find in here, I'm sure, where it tells you on a regular basis you're supposed to, uh, like once a year, I think, pick the radio up, uh, put it on it, hold it on its front, and uh, apply a spot of oil to the, the fan. Um, because uh, is it solid bearings or something like that? It's not the, the bearings that are maintenance free. Uh, you've got to put a wee spot of oil on the, on the bearings uh, every so often. I haven't done it for a wee bit, I must admit. First time I did it, and I put the radio back down on the desk and switched it on in it. And I, I was only one spot, and I was kind of careful, but uh, <laughs> it's splattering up the walls. <laughs> so, yeah, oh dear. So, that was that. Uh, and the the radio the, the the it's quite because it's such an old radio. It was one of the first, uh, first one of the first radios, one of the first radios to have um, um, a, a transistorized uh, RF output. Prior to that, they used valves, and uh, because it was an early uh, high power transistor amplifier uh, in the radio, it was a it was known to be a bit um, a bit iffy. And um, they were quite easy to um, to blow. Um, so the previous owner said to me that, "Oh yeah, you don't. Although this is a hundred watt radio, don't run it a hundred watts. I always run it at seventy, and that's just what I've done. So I always run the radio at seventy watts, and I haven't used it for a while, but but it's still going so strong. The, the, I, I remember looking on the internet, and people had all kinds of mods to try to." Because it's such a, a, an elaborate transistor that's, that's uh, almost impossible to get now, they had to use some other kind of generic, easily made, easily available uh, transistor, and uh, and then um, and then tweak the um, the circuitry to accept this alternate part. Uh, so yeah, I don't hope not never to have to do that. Uh, I, I might just yeah, I don't know what would happen if that was to happen, but uh, yeah. I've got other wee, other wee bits and pieces. I've got um, a dummy load, uh, which um, which is basically a, a, a. I actually got a, a junk seal again, another junk seal, and it's 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 a it's a bunch of resistors all stuck together with, with solder, and you, can, uh, you use that so you can you can transmit into the dummy load. Uh, basically, it uh, you can't. Use the a radio without a, a tuned antenna on the back, a, a tune, you know, the, the correct load. And if you do, you'll, you would um, again damage the the transistors on the radio and the output stages. So uh, you can put a, a dummy load on, and by doing that, you're not transmitting live on air, so nobody else can hear you. So you can, while you're tuning the radio, you can you can use a dummy load. So that, that's 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 the reason you use a dummy load. Um, a few boxes with connectors and such like in them as well, so bits and pieces for the for the handsets and whatnot. And of course, my logbook, uh, which uh, yeah, date, time, and UTC frequency, mode, power, station report, QSL, and remarks. It's a logbook. We'll have one of these, obviously. Um, yeah, I think that's the final thing, really. Well, that's been a he heck of a blather, hasn't it?
from the 14th of April 2003. Fancy that. Gee. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's about it then. I, I uh, hope you all enjoyed that and I didn't bore the pants off you. Why don't you, why don't you contribute something yourself? If you've got, uh, maybe you've got an amateur shack and you can go through um, like I did or some other interesting hobby. It must be something you can uh, you can contribute with. Okay, that that's it for this episode. Um, if you want to contact me, I can be contacted at mrx at hpr at googlemail.com That's mrx at hpr the at symbol googlemail.com So until next time, thank you and goodbye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.